0: nakita koloff the russian nightmare no the devil's nightmare here from it's time to man up challenging men to step into their true manhood
1: your chosen truth network podcast is starting in just a few seconds enjoy it
0: share it but most of all thank you for listening to the truth podcast network this is the truth network Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together, we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dilmore. I often
2: stand amazed at what God provides for us on Kingdom Pursuits, and today is certainly one of those days as we head into the time of year where we celebrate our Savior's birth. Much is going on in the world, especially in Israel. And, and so he has blessed us today with some really amazing insight, in my view, with uh, Shani Ferguson, with her organization, I'm going to try to say this without messing it up, Maus, Israel, uh, making believers strong in Israel. So how did I do, Shani? <laughs>
1: I'm very impressed. The Mo's is definitely a hard a hard word for Americans to say.
2: <laughs> so, and, and you're actually in Israel
1: today? I am in Israel, so I would say good morning to you, but it is pitch black here in the evening.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking time to be with us today. As we know, there's a whole lot going on, and we're so grateful for your organization, what they're doing to make believers strong in Israel, which kind of leads into my very first uh, discussion point for for you is that from what I understand, you guys are uh, messianic Jews. Am I right? Yes,
1: yes, we are. And,
2: and if you could kind of explain uh, to me and everybody else, we, you know we're curious from your perspective, you know what's the difference between a, a messianic Jew and p- perhaps a Protestant or, or some other form of Christianity?
1: Right, we uh, we generally say evangelicals over here. Um, so the the difference is, and it's a larger discussion, but if I try to sum it up, um, Jews were essentially, you know, in Jeremiah, the Lord says, "I'm going to make a new covenant with Israel and uh, with the house of Israel." And so when Yeshua Jesus came to Earth, He came to um, offer a new covenant. To the Jewish people. That's why it's called the New Covenant, because we already had one. And in in light of that, as Jews, we accept him as our Messiah. Now, into this Jewish covenant was always the intention of the Lord to be reunited with all of mankind. And so when there was this New Covenant, there was the offer to the world um, in Acts uh, to also engage in this covenant. And those are what we call Christians they're Gentiles who are grafted in to the Jewish covenant of the Messiah. And so that's why we call ourselves Messianic Jews, essentially just to establish the fact that as Jews, we've accepted the Jewish covenant. Um, and that is separate than the Gentiles who are grafted in. Now, I, sometimes people, they don't really understand the importance of this separation, but um, Christian history, and it's just, it's a very, very wider um story, but at least in Israel, it's, it's important for us um, that it's clear that we as Jews are accepting a covenant that was offered to the Jewish people.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful, Shania. And I I understand, you know, from from I guess most evangelicals, the word covenant doesn't have the weight um, that, that what the jewish people experience when it comes to that word because they you know they got the first one (laughs) and uh you know so you know so much of what you you know that they experienced in mount sinai when they received the law and whatever you know as a result of 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 what god offered them is is really really holy and set apart and amazing And so the weight of you taking on the second covenant. And so I'm curious, just, you know, and I know we got a lot to talk about Israel, but we got some time to do it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I love the foundation of, of what you're talking about. And I think it is really important um, that when Jesus at the Last Supper, right, he he was he was celebrating a Seder meal to some extent. Right. And, and so. Right. Right.
1: What, it was the Passover
2: and so when he offered that cup of wine and he said, i am making you a new covenant in my blood, is that, from your perspective, the covenant we're talking about, the second one?
1: Yes, that was the covenant that he was he was offering the Jewish people. And it's, it's an interesting conversation I have with a lot of Christians because I think you're just kind of, you grow up and you hear certain things and you just kind of assume that that's part of the scriptures, you know, like, oh, you believe in Jesus, you've converted to Christianity, you know, and. Um, in, in if you read in Acts, when Peter has that, you know, very famous dream on the rooftop in Jaffa and he comes to Cornelius. it's
2: Right, the lowering um, of the shrimp. It's a
1: fascinating, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, oh, that's when God said, you know, you can, Jews can eat shrimp. And it's like, no, that's, that's not what he said. <laughs> he was actually saying, don't call unclean what I'm calling clean. He was talking about the Gentiles. Because right. Up to that point Jews wouldn't have anything to do with Gentiles. And then when then immediately Cornelius comes and it's like Peter needed that affirmation from heaven to go into these Gentiles home. And even when he did, even when Cornelius, who essentially was chosen because he loved the Jewish people and he cared for them and he helped them, he's chosen to be the first Gentile offered into the new the new covenant and so when but when Peter gets there he's like oh I had this dream and you know Cornelius is like I have these angels and they told me to call you and he's like okay so what do you want to know like it didn't even occur to him to offer him the gospel because it was only for Jews at the time it was only for the people of the covenant and so it's like this monumental moment in history where Peter's offering to Cornelius and then the Holy Spirit comes in. And then when Peter goes back and he's talking to his fellow other, you know, Jewish believers and the disciples, they're, they're upset. They're like, what do you mean? You offered the new covenant to a Gentile? And he's like, he tells them the story and it says, and they rejoice because they realized in that moment, oh my goodness, the Gentiles can get on on this too. It was like this really incredible moment in history. So I know it gets glossed over, but it's, it's, yeah. Oh,
2: I can see your passion for it, and I can see why. Uh, it's it's gigantic and it's huge, and 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 in operating where you do, right? It's a very unpopular view because most of the Jewish people don't think God ever changes, so the idea of another covenant is repulsive to them, right?
1: Um. You no, know, we've had more than. And we have the Abrahamic covenant. I don't think the idea, I mean, in Jeremiah, it says, I'm going to make a new covenant. So the idea of the new covenant isn't as important. I think a lot of it has to do with misunderstanding, um, not being educated, having a Christian history where Christians would come and say, convert and worship the, you know, three gods or, or die. And so they said, no, we don't. So they have this instinctive aversion to what they think is Christianity um lots and like uh, centuries and centuries of violence against the Jewish people by Christians. I mean, kind of like how you think of, you know, uh, extreme Muslims today hate Jews. You know how that's kind of like a clear right. understanding that people have? Sure. It, that's how it used to be with Christians. So even when t- today um, or I would even say like 20 years ago it's an a evangelical Christian would come up and be like, oh, we love Israel. You know, like, we're praying for you. They'd be shocked. They'd be totally shocked. Like, what, we thought you guys were going to kill us. Like, historically, you know, Christians don't study <laughs> church history as much as Jews do. Jews right. study history. It's what we do, you know. Right. So, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I think just happens from lack of knowledge. And, right. um, you know, I, I like to say, uh, you know, Christians would say, oh, you know, the Jews rejected Jesus, so the gospel went to the Gentiles. Well, how did the gospel get to the Gentiles if the Jews didn't take it to them? Right. Exactly.
2: Right. Exactly. I couldn't agree with you more. So to the, actually the, you know, certainly what everybody, is on everybody's mind, you know, tell us, um, you guys have been very, very active in this season. God has really, um, opened some doors for you. I would imagine. Can you kind of share with our listeners a little bit about what's going on there?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely been an incredibly difficult time. Um, this is my fourth... I was born and raised in Israel. I know a lot of people hear my accent, and they say, you don't sound like it, um, and I can do special accents for you, like Pormish, but um, <laughs> I, I grew up speaking English and Hebrew, and so I don't have any accent in your language, but... Um,
2: Unfortunately, it, that music means we, an- we got to go to a okay. break, Shani. I, again, okay. well, you can see we have got so much for you, and... Shani doesn't know i've got to do my jokes but i know i've been gone for two weeks so we're going to get to those in a minute as well as your opportunity to call in and win so we got all that coming up so stay tuned so much more kingdom pursuits coming at you
0: you're listening to the truth network and truthnetwork.com
2: Kingdom pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom, and we are more than blessed today to have Shani Ferguson with us. With I'm going to try it again, Mayos, Mayos. I'm getting the the Z Mayos. <laughs> okay, we got it. Making may-ohs. May-ohs. <laughs> believers strong, which Mayos means strength in Hebrew. Amazing, and you know what a what an amazing uh, ministry you have. But, but in, in, in just the essence of good taste, I don't think I want to do my jokes after we talk about all that's going on in Israel. So I'll, I'll, I'll do, it's, you don't know this, Shani, but I have this section called shenanigans that I always do on my show so listeners can call in and win if they can answer my riddle, which I have a pretty cool riddle today along these lines, and hopefully these jokes aren't in too bad a taste under the circumstances, but whenever you're ready. Speaking of Israel, Nick.
0: Now the fun begins. Now it's time. To
2: play yes, it is. And at the end of this, we will have a riddle for you to call in and win. So, along these lines. Because i got to always hear my other music that I get to hear in the background. There it is. So, and, and feel free to jump in on this, Shani, Nick, of course, these are for you. You know, how do you know when an orange comes from Israel? How do you know when an orange comes from Israel? Do you know? Shani? Oh,
1: wow. Uh, mm, that seems really deep. <laughs> yummy?
2: <laughs> they're awesome, by the way, but it's when they're really tangy they are. and Hasidic. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> ah, yeah. There you that go. One. That's pretty good. That's pretty good.
2: And I bet you know this one, Nick. I'm thinking you do anyway. Why does Google love Israel? Why does Google love Israel? Yeah. Um, Have you heard that one, you Shani? They invented the Intel. Uh, it's because Israel's leader is not Yahoo.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and one of my personal like all-time favorite jokes about Israel: <laughs> How does Israeli camel hide itself? You know, it's there. It's got to. It's got to get hidden. How does it do that? Yeah, it, yeah you, you should have thought it quicker. Uh, it's Camel uh, it's camouflage. Oh. That, that's what it does. It helps oh, you nice, get, nice. That's that actually very that's appropriate. It helps you get over the hump, actually. <laughs> 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 and, of course, you don't want to talk about original sin too much, you know, especially, in, you know, in Israel. But when you do, you know, in Israel, what they call that? The original sin yeah you tell aviv uh, tel aviv uh, eve okay, uh, okay. <laughs> okay 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 <laughs>
1: all
2: right now here comes the actual riddle that you can call in and win today and i'm very excited to, to share this especially with jenny on the phone uh, if you want to switch to my you know there you go here comes the actual riddle to call in and win When Jesus answered what was the first commandment, actually in the book of Luke was when he was asked that very specific question, he had a very Israeli answer to it, actually. His answer has Israel in it. So what was Jesus' answer when he was asked what was the first commandment? If you can call that, if you can win, you can win if you call that (laughs) at 866-348, you can tell I'm... I'm I'm not warmed up yet. It takes a while. You know, I've just been back a you know a short while. But eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six three four truth. When Jesus answered, what was the first commandment in the book of Luke? It has Israel in it, and it is real. Okay. But what was his answer? <laughs> not many people quote the beginning of it they just quote the end of it 866-348-7884 so getting back to what was really i'm dying to know like what we started to get into before the break shani is you know what's what you see going on in israel how we should be praying what you know what what, what you know would you want us to know that would be helpful for the people here in america
1: Right, right. And that, I do want to say, I know you kind of jumped from war to jokes, but you should know that in Israel, uh, laughter is how we stay sane during difficult times. So it is entirely appropriate. Oh, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, actually, the things we laugh about are like, we don't need anybody to know we're laughing about this. It's, it's just what you do to stay sane. Anyone who's ever gone through a really, really difficult time, yeah. find that um, your I'm sense sure. of humor is a bit anyway uh yeah so the the you know it's it's a, this is the the worst uh time in israel's modern history certainly the worst in my lifetime i've been through four wars um of course military operations you can't even count how many because those happen every uh, couple of years but um my first war i was uh three years old and my dad fought in the lebanese war um Then there was the Gulf War, uh, then the second Lebanese war, and now this, and the reason this one is so terrible, um, on on so many different levels. And it's, it's really just a, a larger conversation, but just the intensity of it, um, of October 7th, the hostage situation that is seemingly never ending and the attacks from literally every border that we have, um, from from Gaza, from Lebanon, from Syria, from Yemen that aren't even on our border, um, and uh, so weapons smuggling from the Jordan border. So it's, it's very much, we feel, honed in on every side, and the international pressure obviously is incredible in terms of um, the lives of Jews being threatened outside the country. So uh, it has given an opportunity for believers who help and serve in this country in a way that before we haven't, like I was saying earlier, the history of Christians and those who claim the name of Yeshua, Jesus um, is very dark uh, in the minds of Jewish people. And so a lot of times when as Jewish believers, we've tried to engage uh, government officials or city officials, uh, they've been very, very skittish And so, um, this particular time, because everyone is just so desperate and this is so jarring and so traumatizing, we have had open doors all over the place. And, um, one of the things that we've been able to do is engage the city of Ranana, which is a city Northeast of Tel Aviv. It's near the green line, which means they're just a few minutes from Arab villages that are hostile. And, uh. We, They have absorbed thousands of the evacuees. There's been Jews evacuated from the southern border near Gaza. Uh, hundreds of thousands of Jews evacuated from the northern border. And um, they've just fled to hotels and hostels and, you know, gone to live with friends or family elsewhere in the country. But there's almost no place in the country that hasn't been fired on with rockets, um, hasn't been attacked um, by terrorists, we just had a terrorist attack in Jerusalem, the entrance to it. We live just outside Jerusalem. So it's an area we go by all the time. Um, and, and that they claimed that. So that means that they have people in this country, uh, with citizenship that are, um, part of their organization. And so all these evacuees and all these displaced people, everyone with their life in, in just complete question mark. Um, we have come and said, at, you know, as Ma'os, we've said, hey, we're Messianic Jews, we wanna serve, we love our country, and how can we help? And of course, some of my team are actually been called up as reserves, so they're fighting in the war. Um, but as an organization, we've had an outpouring of Christians from overseas saying, how can we help? We don't wanna just pray and sit here. We wanna do something. And so they've been giving, and we were able to come and say, we can help. And the city of Ranana said, you know, we met with the mayor. He said, we want to build a school for those who have been evacuated from down south. They're going to be here potentially for another year, maybe more because the fighting is going to go on for so long. Um, we went up to Nazareth, which is actually an Arab city today, but it is an Israeli Arab city. And they've received evacuees um, from the Northern border. And we went to Spot, which is also in northern Israel. Um, and there's just kids from all, like, villages all over the country that are displaced. And we said, we want to help. So we've gotten them educational equipment, printers, papers, um, books. Uh, I, I don't know if anybody has ever been, you know, I think quarantine might be the closest thing that people can relate to. But just that displaced feeling where you don't know what you're going to do and you don't know how long it's going to last and you're stuck somewhere where you aren't usually supposed to be. A lot of these families don't know if they have homes to go back to. A lot of these areas are closed military zones. Uh, So so some owners come in and say, hey, let's build a school. We're actually going to have the school up before Christmas. Wow. And we're really excited about that because that is essentially us offering these families a sense of normality. Um, The the trauma factor is huge right now on a national level. I don't even know how to describe it because it like, ha- is there such a thing as a whole country that's been traumatized? Is, is there like a study done on an entire country that, that is in the state that it is right now because of October 7th. So we have these children that experienced October 7th and they're in these hotels and we're going to offer them a school where they can study and they can be with friends and there's going to be a bomb shelter right there in case we have rockets there and their families are nearby because taking care of this trauma factor is significant is important right now um, for people who are familiar with PTSD and um No, how it's, it unfolds. it's absolutely
2: huge you know you don't you don't know this Shanee but I work with um Lantern Rescue. And we, we've done a whole ton of interviews with the people of the Ukraine that a lot of them have been misplaced. And it's interesting the things that God has provided as far as animal therapy and stuff, because they have the exact same problems mm-hmm. you just described up there yep. as well. Yep. So I'm excited that the music says we got to go to another break, but you, <laughs> but you can tell God is hard at work in the midst of this and you can rest assured he, he's got a job for all of us. So we
0: You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.
2: Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom, and we're beyond blessed today to have with us Shani Ferguson with May Ouse. Did I get it right this time? (laughs) Israel,
0: (laughs) Mao's, Mao's. I eventually,
2: yeah, that's all right. It's all good. So I'm very excited because we have Orlando, who's in High Point, who he thinks he knows when Jesus answered what the first commandment is real, and it has Israel in it. What did he say, Orlando?
0: Well I think it's uh when is the Shema is the same thing when they ask them uh, exactly uh right. What is the greatest
2: commandment? You couldn't be That and was a great answer, Orlando. I'm very proud of you. Shema Israel, right? Eleanor, yeah, right? Shema Israel. Yeah. And then he said yeah.
1: uh, I, you
2: you know, I actually,
0: the Lord your God with right. all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength you and go. you should love your neighbor as yourself
2: the Lord God is one ahad right so Shani, yeah uh, that's the beautiful understanding of that and, and they're so connected right
1: they are they are and I think uh, that just takes us right back to the very beginning where Yeshua came, Jesus came to earth, and he was speaking to Israel. And he said, this is the commandment addressing Israel. Your God is one God. And you know what this is? This is the, the statement. This is the verse that every Jew on this planet that knows anything about their history knows. It is the first thing you learn. It is the most spoken it is the greatest statement. It's what soldiers, when they they take an action and they know they're going to die, like they're jumping on a on a, a, limon, how do you say limon, a, a grenade, right? Um, that they say that scripture. Hero is the Lord. God the Lord is one. So,
2: oh, I know. And there is a is an absolutely beautiful video on YouTube uh, of the Shema that there was a group that did a song that uh, that had to do with the poor Jews that were in Germany and as they were going to the you know ovens, essentially they were singing the Shema mm-hmm. on their on their way to dying, right because this is this is at the heart of who they are
1: It is, and I think anytime we experience this persecution, and you should know that as much as this is horrifying on every level, the way anti-semitism is rising it's like this in every generation we sing about it but in every generation someone rises up to try to kill the jewish people and our god comes through and rescues us It's, it's literally what we do for an existence is hang on to our god for survival
2: yeah and and i just like i i'm so grateful that god is you know essentially raised your ministry and for such a time as this and in and, and this season as you couldn't you couldn't have hit the nail on the head better because the trauma of every single person worrying every minute that they could die you know as they were hearing those sounds that we have no way of understanding in this country as a missile is coming overhead is that the sound of an anti- missile that's going after that missile or is that the sound of a missile that it may actually hit the ground And, and you know will i have time to get to a bomb shelter and and to live under that is worse than living under covid
1: yes i i think covid you could kind of close yourself in your house and you know as long as you're you're there uh the threat is is a small uh virus but uh, you know it's you're right there are explosions on a regular basis uh sometimes they happen and there isn't a siren because it's actually the iron dome blowing them up in the sky so even i live an hour away from tel aviv and i can hear um when the iron dome takes out rockets in tel aviv um we went down uh down south actually near gaza to help with the harvest and a something maybe your listeners aren't familiar with but there's been an agriculture crisis in the country because uh, Hamas you know attacked our food supply, not just our people um, you know ripped open chicken coops and everything and essentially took out all these villages down south where most of our agriculture takes place also up north but we went down to help with the harvest because we didn't we had a, a huge lack in in labor. And so Israelis really have been going down, volunteering their time—doctors, lawyers, high-tech workers—take off time from work and go down and, and, and harvest. Because uh, if we don't, if we don't harvest, we won't have food. Um, but you can hear the explosions in Gaza the, the whole time, and um, it's just—I want to say like, I grew up, and you know, my mom said, you know, every every region has its problems. We have terrorists; they have hurricanes. You know, like <laughs> everybody's got their problems, and you just learn to deal with it but um i i think it's just something that we have such a strong confidence in the god of israel that we know we're going to win we know we're going to win this war we always win the wars it's just we can take heavy hits we can take serious losses but the jews always survive because their God said it would be so and and that's the end of the story so with that confidence we take our step every day. You know, my daughter was just drafted into the army oh, uh, wow. this week and uh, she turned 18 now belongs to my nation and my nation's history. And we're super proud. She's going into combat. Um, they've shortened the training because they have, you know, need for, for, um, soldiers in this war. But, um, it's just, I, I do it with, you know, I send her out with confidence knowing that this is just, the price we have to pay to be Israel.
2: Now what's what's her name, Shani?
1: Her name is Elite I L L I T. Elite. Uh, and she's actually a worship leader during COVID. She just you know, when we were in quarantine for months and months she just started.
2: Uh, uh, let's all let's get our listener our listeners and everyone okay. to Elite. Am I saying that right? we can
1: Elite yeah I-L-L-I-T Elite just like the word Elite like E-L-I-T spelled differently
2: so we can pray just real quick all of us like Lord thank you for Elite and I thank you for her courage I thank you for the call on her life And, and I ask that you would just bless her bless her her ministry right there in the, in the army in Israel. And I pray that you would mm-hmm. put your hands of protection around her. I pray that you would catch her mother's heart through what I know has to be a traumatic time in that. But, Lord, we, we just pray that you would bless the works of her hands, that you would make your face to shine on her and, and, and protect her as she's in this struggle. And, Lord, on all of our hearts, would you please um, give us a burden for what it is that you would have us do either in prayer or financial gifts, whatever that you may put on our hearts for this ministry in this time. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So, Shani, along those lines, how people that want to give financially, how could they do that for you guys?
1: Okay, well, you know, as you can see, ma'oz is a difficult word. To say, and so what we actually did for the war efforts was we got israelneedsme.com, and that's the easiest way to get into um, the war relief efforts. Uh,
2: Israel, needs, uh, giving needs, and Israel, Israel ne- needs me, Israel needs me. Israel needs me. Great. Israel needs me.com. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, wonderful. And from there, obviously, the whole website's available to them. We have 45 years of stuff that we've been doing in this country. It's very fascinating. But, yeah, yeah,
2: their website is spectacular. And there's also a link at kingdompursuits.com. It's under actually... I'm, uh, yeah, it's under Israel or uh, Mayo's Israel and so again, Israel needs me.com and, and you can see that from the beginning what all, what all they've been doing and what they're still doing and how you can link up with that how you can pray for them and all that and we still have another segment but I wanted to get at, that out um, when I heard about your daughter like, oh my goodness uh, I have no sense of one of my children you know, going into such a thing um, where we know that the enemy, which is essentially Satan, has taken no prisoners when it when it comes to, um, you know, punishing Israel for all they've brought to the world.
1: Yeah, well, we don't take any prisoners either. So.
2: Um, <laughs> well said, well, yeah, that's true.
1: We always, we, you know, I had some friends, I was like, I don't know how this is going to come across, but hold our beer. We've been dealing like, for thousands of years of people trying to destroy us, and it just hasn't worked. So it's it's not it's not a fun thing. We don't like to do that. We like to raise our families. We like to create. We like to invent. If you know anything about Israel in general, that's what we like to do with our time. But if you're going to come and threaten our families.
2: Right. Well, well we gotta, we got to go to God. another break. Back we forward. will be back with another segment again with Shanee Ferguson and Israelneedsme.com.
0: You're listening to The Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com.
2: Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And I know that his passion has always been for his people. Uh, whether we're grafted in or or whether they're they're um, the seed of Abraham, however that 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 works out into your life, we've got so such such a wonderful treat today we've had with Shanee Ferguson, and we're going to just say Israel needs me. <laughs> I could do that, you know, with complete confidence. <laughs> you can do that
0: all day. Israel
2: needs me. dot <laughs> com, and and so. Wow, Shani, I I am so honored that you would take the time for the Truth listeners today. And and so we got just one little segment left. Uh, I want to make sure you get said anything else that you wanted to get out to our listeners today.
1: Sure. Uh, First of all, it's it's a privilege to be on here. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to speak to people in the U.S. I know the news is um, fascinatingly, uh, focus on, on issues that aren't necessarily issues we're dealing with here. Um, but first of all, I, I want to thank Christians in the U.S. because we've never had such an outpouring of support um, as a nation, as a ministry, but also as a nation. And I really think that, you know, I, I wrote on my Facebook um, a few weeks ago, I said, uh, if you ever wondered what you would have done if you were alive in the time of Nazi Germany. It's what you're doing right now. How you're responding right now is the same mode. It's the same atmosphere. It's the same uprisings and interactions and people supporting and against. and how you're responding right now, whether you don't care at all, whether you're actively doing something, that's where you can place yourself back then. And I, first of all, I appreciate it. Second of all, I would encourage those who haven't spoken up, who have some sort of like, well, you know, I could, it could affect my, my uh, political standing or it could affect my job or, or whatever. Because Esther was, was spoken and given a moment in time where she could use her influence in a way that would change the world and a way that would put her down in history as an epic woman of strength. And she made that decision and her her uncle Mordecai said, God is gonna save the Jewish people anyway. The question is, you wanna be a part of, of it? Because you might actually be in danger if you don't step in and use your influence right now. That's how he explained it to her. But who knows if God puts you in this place for such a time as this, and that's what I would say to Christians, wherever they are and whatever sphere of influence they have, they're there for a reason, not just for fun, not just for fame whether you're known or unknown your circle of influence is significant for this time in history history is being written right now the jewish the jewish history is long the jewish memory we we tell our stories from generation to generation we wrote the bible like our history is down in print because we remember it so well and we tell it, and we we hold significance to it. So how Christians behave today will matter, and we will tell about it in the future. That's one thing that I encourage. In terms of praying, because a lot of Christians have asked how to pray, I'll say it short because I don't know how much time I have, but first of all, for the people in Gaza, it's a very, very complicated um, position that they are in because Hamas has set up their entire militant, terroristic organization in such a way that in order to take them out, you have to get past or through civilians. They do it on purpose because they know that Israel cares about life and they know that we don't want to hurt anybody. And so they, on a regular basis, if you ever see their leadership, they walk around with children in public because they know that Israel won't take them out as long as there's children standing there. So trying to remove them from our borders because we can't have them on our borders when they threaten us the way they did on October 7th. Trying to remove them is a very painful experience for Israel as much as it is for Gaza. And so the prayer that I have is kind of how Abraham saw uh, when he spoke to the angels about Sodom and Gomorrah. Can you rescue the righteous? Can we rescue the righteous? I just explained to you what an innocent civilian is uninvolved is, it would take too much time. It's not how the West understands innocent civilians. They don't function that way in the Middle East. If you notice, there's no protest in Arab countries, these pro Palestinian protests, because nobody in these Middle Eastern countries would buy that nonsense. They're all doing it to fool the West. So I would just say pray that God would rescue the righteous in Gaza. The clearest, kind of simplest, focused prayer that I can. Yeah. for them. And um,
2: let, me, let me jump in here for a second and just tell you that it's so easy. You just go, Israel needs me. I just actually did it while she was talking and go to Israel needs com, And then there's, it says emergency war relief fund, right? Join me uh, in, in supporting that, right? Like what an opportunity God gave us in this particular moment. Ask God what he would have you do, right? In prayer, what he would have you do financially, uh, uh, for Israel in this moment because we all are Esthers. And so, oh my goodness, Shani, I can't tell you uh, what it means it. to me it. personally, right?
1: Just yeah, yeah.
2: Absolutely.
1: Thank you. You thank you, you are so gifted for to speak
2: for, <laughs> <laughs> for, for the Messianic Jews everywhere. I am so honored that, that you would be on and you made things so clear for me. Thank you so much, and for my listeners, Hi, we, we thank you. And now, you guys listening, you get so much treat because you've got Encouraging Prayer with James Banks coming up, followed by Masculine Journey. It starts here now at 12 o'clock for those in Winston-Salem. And again, I am so grateful for all of you that listen. Enjoy the Truth Network. Thank you again, um, all of us. God bless.
0: This is the Truth Network.